But a prick in any case. <laughs> it was the toilet lid, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Professor Feather and the Midnight Gadfly. Welcome to Unsane Radio. Alright. <laughs> we got a lineup for you this time around. Episode five. five. So uh tell high, us, tell five. high five. High five. High <laughs> five. Yes, like a high five. Tell us, Feather, what's on the itinerary tonight? Oh, Oh, we're going to talk about drive-ins, and I'm not talking about the ones you go and get food. Well, you got food, too. Those drive through Talking about drive-in movies. Sorry. We're also going to talk about... You're my favorite actor, Wallace Ford. Is oh. he really one of your favorite? Huh? <laughs> and then, movie spotlight of the week is... Oh, Degora the Space Monster. Wrong. It's <laughs> Werewolf of London. That one, too. And the then other the briefcase brief is the gore of the space monster. Oh, we've got our shit together. Thank you. <laughs> Not. So anyway, welcome back or welcome. It's probably more like welcome. Stick around. Come on. Sit down beside the fire. No, not in the fire. By the fire. <laughs> I'm going to start this episode off with a little conversation about Drive-in movies and going to the drive-in theater. Are we going to do like history or just our experience? Well, a little bit. My of experience is the history, so <laughs> what well, can I well, say? Mine is too, but it's a yours is too. Later, just a later. Yes, absolutely. Just a little later, man. That's right. So anyway, drive-in movies. Yes, I was a lad when drive-in movies were in their heyday in the mid. Late 50s, early 60s. Went to the drive-in quite a bit in the summer. Late spring, all through the summer, into the fall. What's your what's what's your best drive-in moment? My best drive-in moment. Um, I we went to see a, a mar- it was a marathon, and one of the movies was Invaders. From space. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. Invaders from space. Some the, invader the, J- the John Hagar movie. Oh, uh, invisible. <laughs> invisible invaders. Oh, really? Invisible oh, invaders. Cool. Oh, that's inv- cool. Invaders from space. Yeah, I, I know what I'm talking about. Invader. <laughs> no, invisible invaders. That was on along with uh, Night of the Living Dead. And uh, oh, so this is like later. Yes, this was later. This was later. This is one of my later. That's like memories. that's kind of an odd comp. Yes, yes. Sixty-eight. To and there was another. So. Uh, the um, what is it? The Seven Skulls of Jonathan Drew. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the other movie. Um, yeah, and it was a beautiful day or beautiful night, I should say. Perfect summer night. I was young. We were out 
hanging out in front. You'd have these benches up by the screen. There would be a playground up by the screen. I remember Benches with, with speakers you could sit by and listen to. We'd sit up there and watch the movie. Yeah, and watched all three of them. But I also remember being in the car wrapped in a blanket eating homemade popcorn in the back seat, <laughs> watching Invisible Invaders. Oh, I really? remember that. What did you have that homemade popcorn in? We had ours it, in a garbage bag. Yeah, ours was in a brown uh, paper bag. Brown paper bag, yeah. No, nope. never, we, never we had, had big, any garbage. We had a great bag. big thing, yeah. that, and it was like we didn't have a big paper bag for that, so we had. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'd use like a shopping bag, you know, make make a bunch of popcorn and bring it along. Before oh you, yes, before you get charged with it. Yeah, well, sometimes we would even get it from the concession because yeah. that was the, the trip to the concession stand. We could talk, they could, that could be a whole episode about the think intermission. About the, think the about intermission. when you would go to the, yeah, when you would go to the concession stand. Think going about Going with that. my dad, going up there to, yeah, that was, that was cool. Oh, yeah. Now we come along a little bit later because I was in the 50s, 60s, Sean, or uh, Mine was Tar. in the 70s. Was in I, the 70s? I, early 70s, yes, yes. stuff like that. And Midnight Gadfly? Yeah, we were uh, Wasian. I think my first one that I remember was we went to see a movie about hobos. It was called Emperor of the North <laughs> with Ernest Borgnine. And? Lee Marvin? Yes. Yeah. It's well, a it, great movie. It, it is, but it, uh, I was like six or seven years old, and man, did it freak made me it, out. I was going to say, probably made a huge impact. It was. No, it was. It was something no I thought about No pun intended there, but that was... You're at that age where you didn't realize people could be that mean, and then you like you see that movie, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Because it, isn't it? The, aren't they like warring or something? They're fighting over some train, or they're on a. There's a big fight at the yes, end. Yes, he's the bull. He's the bull. Uh, Ernest Borgnine is the bull, right. and and Lee Marvin is the, the transient, the the, the, the rider. The yeah. challenges. Yeah. The challenges. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The bull. Yeah. The bull. Yes. And he put, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good his. movie though. I like and that he, movie. And, and I Lewis remember Borgnine in that movie is pretty good. Very I good. Just, yes. And I remember, I remember going to see that movie <clears> at the drive-in and really being, cause I really liked it a lot. I, I was very, very struck with it. I think movie. that was just before we left for Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And then and when, Lee Marvin is one of my favorites. What can I say? Sure. I, I remember Lee seeing a, What was that? I, I was really young, but I remember certain scenes that, but later on I saw the movie, uh, point blank. Oh yes, with Lee Marvin. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it yes. was—it must have been because I was falling asleep. It must have been like a second billing or something like that. But it was falling asleep, but still remembering. Yeah, and Cat Baloo. Cat Baloo. <laughs> Cat Baloo. Yeah. What year was Cat Baloo? Oh, Man, I don't remember. Sixty-eight, something um, like that, or maybe even before that. I think. I 66? think a little before six. Or she still, six. I'll say 1965. Cat Baloo, 1965. I don't know. 1966. It's early. Midnight Gap. It's early looking 60s. It up. <laughs> it's early 60s. But that's a good movie. Well, I remember seeing that at the drive-in. The um, Oh, you know what I saw was, uh, and I thought it was really boring when we got there. The first movie, the main feature was uh, some John Wayne movie. And I think it was... 1965. 65, yeah. yeah. Some John Wayne movie that like big, whatever, something big John... <laughs> but oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, going, you know, I'm I wasn't a big western fan at the time, so thought that was pretty boring. All, anyway, getting ready to fall asleep or saying can we go? Suddenly the second movie comes on, which is, ends up being Valley of Guanji. It's like what the heck is this? 
Anyway, that was one of those moments where it's like, whoa. Well, I, I saw. <laughs> you saw Valley of Guanji at the, at the yeah. drive-in? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I saw Star Wars yes. at the drive-in. The yeah. first time I ever saw Star Wars, Star Wars was, and I think we were there late, so I didn't know what the hell happened. I'm like, how did the drawers get, get in the desert? What's going on here? I'm trying to find. <laughs> yeah. What's this only hope? <laughs> Yeah. The um and then uh, for me it was the 70s and and early 80s for the drive-in because being yep. in high school and going there and getting really drunk and then getting yep. in trouble when I came home and stuff was great. I did see. Uh, then, <laughs> I saw but, this great Dracula triple feature. It was like they but they were all like Spanish. <laughs> you know the really bad dubbed one. You know Paul Nashy and all those. Dracula is great. It was like some yeah whatever. Well we would but go anyway. we would go see the what was it uh, Smokey and the Bandit. And Smokey and the Bandit too, and then we saw, oh, what was the other ones that we were? Oh, then we went used to go see a bunch of kung fu movies. Oh yeah, the kung fu movies. Yeah, I know. I did see uh, Phantasm for the first time at a drive-in. Uh, yes, so uh, did I. That's yes, I saw Phantasm for the first time. That would have been awesome. Well, no, I remember was- you were talking about going to the drive-in, you know, and and drinking and stuff. Yeah, with Maya, who was my who ended up being my wife, who was my girlfriend <laughs> at the time. This would be in the uh, mid to late 60s. Um, I was yeah, conceived we, at the drive-in? <laughs> yeah, could, so have very well been, could have very well been. <laughs> so what movie was it? Uh, it was one of the James a, Bond movies. Oh. I'm not sure which one. Or it could have been in like Flint. We, I was big into the... Oh, you were in like yeah, Flint. Oh, he was in like Flint. <laughs> I was in like Flint. <laughs> and then I was out like, I don't know, Flint. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of fond memories at the drive-in. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah so the, yeah the drive-in so what was do you remember what how old oh, were you? oh the other fun oh, at least for me i saw all not that i'm a huge fan of them but i saw all the planet of the apes movies yes at the yes, drive-in yes all of them yep. i thought that was pretty yeah we went yeah, we actually talked about that a couple we episodes did ago. yeah a few episodes ago <laughs> it's been so long ago now <laughs> <laughs> well i did well, yeah, that's good <laughs> So there you have it, drive-ins. You know, anybody out there got any comments, suggestions about drive-ins that they want to know? Oh, I would like to say, you know, we're talking about drive-ins, and this is kind of in the past, but I live in the country uh, about 30 miles south of Toledo, Ohio, and about three miles from my house is an actual drive-in theater that's still going. It's all digital. It's got, they've got a couple of screens. It's very... Small. Three. They have three yeah, screens. Yeah, they have three screens, and they're called Field, Field Dreams. of Dreams. Yes. And uh, it's pretty neat that they're still keeping that tradition going. Seriously, out in the middle of a cornfield. Out in the middle of a, a virtual. <laughs> and it's awesome. Virtually in the middle of a cornfield. And it's pretty cool. Look it up. It's called Field of Dreams. I think it's fieldofdreams.com. And, yes. And they'll tell you tell all about it. It's, it's actually a pretty unique thing. Uh, just to have that drive-in thing, which isn't dead. There's other people I've heard, but anybody out there that wants to make a comment or anything, Did you know there's call a- in and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, let us know and we'll arrange to have a, a, a conversation about it. Your drive-in memories. There's also uh, the Sundance drive-in still here in, in outside of Toledo. That's oh, still Toledo? too. Yeah, true, that's still oh, going. Yeah, still going. Oh, yes. Did yes. you know there's two Field of Dreams? No. Yeah, there's another one more towards Finland. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, oh they're cool. franchising. It's I a think franchise. I really think that's what be, it is. Yes. I think it's someone else that. That's a that's a good that's great. No, that's good too. Proliferation. I, so. I like that. That's why it's field of dreams. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's fields of dreams. Fields of dreams. And not, yes, and not field of reams, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to go there. I did. 
All right. I think we did drive-ins <laughs> to death. Oh, we did. Nah, fond memories of drive-ins from I'm a little so, kid on. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad that you don't. <laughs> you'll never know the enjoyment of if the movie's boring. You just kind of look up and see all the stars and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. I can remember lying out on the hood of the car. You know, yeah. looking up, it's it's hot, yep. sweltering inside of the car. So you're out there, and you damn know. mosquitoes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the fogger. Yes, you'd be sitting in here. All of a sudden, you'd hear, and it's <laughs> yes. the fogger going by. So but quick, get in the car, roll the windows up. Oh, toxic. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, there Agent was orange. like the one we had in Wasian. There was the playground that was right near uh, beneath it, the screen. Yes, that was that. What was, drive-in was like that? It had the drive-ins that I went to when I was a, a child had the same thing. Yeah, right up front and bench. That's what I said. And benches where people could sit. The yeah. usually the you know the parents or whatever. Or the the filthy old men, <laughs> and they would sit up front. Oh, destroy some dreams! And, you know, <laughs> ostensibly watch the movie. But I, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just a uh, filthy old man. I'm like, they didn't shower. Yeah, they didn't shower. They were just, you know, they were heathens. Smelled a little bit. If, if they were going to an inside theater, they would have showered. But they figured we're airing out. That's right. Right. I I think what happened is three or four of them would sleep behind the bushes that were <laughs> underneath the screen. That was their home. But anyway, we didn't care. We had fun. We had fun. <laughs> Drive-ins. Drive-ins. What do you get to do with them? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Wallace. Wallace Ford. Ford. Wallace Ford, Ford. was in a lot of movies. Good thing we're not talking about a couple Jerry hundred Cadillac. movies, actually. <laughs> yeah, this man was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. We've even had a couple of episodes of uh, Tarn Feather Psycho Cinema. The Ape Man. Wallace Ford is yes. in The Ape Man. Yeah. yeah. That's right. He was also in uh, earlier Freaks. He was in Freaks in 1932. Um, you know, you know, he came up, had a really weird childhood. Then he... Um, kind of got abandoned and he ended up in 17 foster homes and finally was shipped this was in england oh. and finally shipped to um canada where he was there and then he and a friend of his and this friend's name was actually john or was it i mean wallace ford uh because his real name was what samuel jones so anyway they became uh they yeah. ran away so they became Really good friends, and they were um, they worked in theatrical troops and repertory companies. He when he hoboed with this friend of his, his friend was crushed to death by a railroad car, and as a consequence, Sam took Wallace Ford's name in memory of his friend. That's how he became Wallace Ford. He appeared with Joan Crawford in Possessed in 1931. And the list goes on. And then in 32, <laughs> like you said, in more in our genre, he was in Freaks. Yes. And very much eclipsed by the actual. Uh, I don't. I Well, yeah. Just the shock value. Just the shock value. Saying, yeah, but that he's movie. actually but pretty he's good. good. No, he's good in everything. He's really a pretty good supporting actor. You've seen him a, a, a hundred times in a lot of different movies. And he usually plays kind of the same character. Yeah, you know I mean that until he's wisecracking, wisecracking guy, and then older he kind of got, and he's short and he got kind of chubby, and he kind of took on that kind of that grizzled, 
character. The fatherly. The, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, yeah, he starred with Gene Harlow in The Beast of the City. That was, uh, you know, that was a pretty good gangster movie. Um, yeah, he, like I said, 200 films. Um, he was in five John Ford films. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And he was in, uh, he appeared with Henry Fonda in the TV series The Deputy that was on from like 59 to 1960. Which was very he the deputy? He was the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he yeah, he was, but you've seen him in a, a ton of a ton of movies. Like I said, he was an ape man with us. He Seriously. Plays, I mean, he plays the, the wisecracking reporter. Even before I knew who he was, just being a little kid, you would see him in everything. In and everything. You, knew, you start to recognize him like the other actors, you know, it's just... It's kind of neat that being a monster kid, you, you started getting this faces, this repertoire of faces. Yes. And you wanted to find out who they were and stuff like that. Then you started to explore the magazines and the books and all that stuff. Right. And you cool. also saw them on TV because they would appear in TV shows. Yeah. It's like, and you know, think, well, wait a minute, I've seen that guy before. Yeah. You know, and then you, you know, you kind of start making that association. The connections and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Wallace Ford. Look him up and you'll you, you see a picture of him and you'll. Instantly go, oh yeah, okay, I know who that is. If you watch old movies, it's funny. He was in um, in 1965. He was in a patch of blue, the Sidney Poitier movie. He was in that. That was his last his last role before he died of a heart attack. 66 wasn't it? 65. It'd be 1965. Yeah. So yeah, Wallace Ford, man, he he was around for a long time in in the movies from the 30s into the 60s. He's he's kind of the guy that well. I guess define it happened before, but the wisecracking reporter. Yes, he was one of he the was few always that did the, that. Yes, I mean, it happened before that, but it, yeah, he's kind of. It seems like that was kind of the character that he always did. Yes, that. yes, yes. The pluck, look him, the plucky sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> look him up. Look him up. You'll see. So there we go. Yeah, hey, Wallace Ford. Wallace Ford. Sorry, oh. we can't do that. That's Warren Zevon's territory. Robert Zedar. <laughs> Robert Z. Oh. Back to Robert. Oh, Zedar. that blockhead. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. Before, we did. Before. Werewolf of London. Okay, oh. kids. <laughs> we just watched this movie. We just did. Probably an hour ago. It was a nice refresher. Yeah, we haven't seen it in a while, and Midnight Gadfly had never seen the movie in his life. No, never seen it. I've seen the, I've seen pictures of the werewolf before, which is really cool. But uh, yeah, I've never seen the movie, I've, and I would remember that movie. That, was, that movie was good. Yes, very very much of the period. It, yeah. it was made in 1935, so this is a precursor to uh, the Wolfman, the Universal Wolf. But it had none of the trappings. And of yeah, it was not there. Totally the different. Wolfman. A totally different storyline. Yes. Totally different uh, yeah. way that it was, yeah, presented. Yeah, stars Henry Hall as and, uh, and yeah, as, whatever uh, his name, Wilford Wilford Glenson, the botanist, and Warner Olin. Warner Olin, yes, who Warner is Olin. who is Swedish, <laughs> but he played Charlie Chan. If you 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 see a picture of him, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah, it would, in this forever. one, in this one, he's Japanese, I think, because he's he Dr. Yog- Yogami. Yogami. Yogami, yeah, you're right. Was directed by Stuart Walker, written by John Colton and uh, Robert Harris. 
and then the femme almost fatale, <laughs> Valerie Hobson. Valerie, she's a, she was a looker. I oh, was, she was. She was a pretty good actress. Not too bad. I was into bad. Spring Byington. She was. She was hot. I love Spring Byington. She was just the, the good. Who was Spring? And Byington? then we were just. Who was Spring Byington? She was the, the aunt. Oh. The the tipsy aunt. All right, whatever. She actually as she a, had the little dog. Yeah, had the little dog. As I liked a, uh, Mrs. Wack. And as uh, a yes, <laughs> as a trivia, she had a TV show in the fifties called the Spring Byington Show. Oh really? Yeah, maybe it's late fifties, early sixties, something like that. Huh. Maybe sometime in the fifties, I remember. And it was yeah. a hoot. And it was a hoot. It was really <laughs> good. She's a pretty good. She was a comedian actress oh but yeah. yeah i'm sorry i stepped that on was kind of interesting about that movie just how they had that core and there was mostly women had these comedic yeah, things the, going on the in two char women yeah you mrs. Know, the, you, mrs whack and mrs moncaster yes <laughs> yes they are they were absolutely brilliant in how they were they, they presented themselves and the dialogue <laughs> yes it's it's really funny if you listen just sit back and listen to it it, it is really funny the movie, for the most part, is shot on uh, stage sets, you know, inside of you know uh, studios. The, but for the intro, that. right? There's a there's a few shots that during the intro that are not, but uh, right, interspersed but, with with stage, but primarily stage. But saying that though, they're just beautifully designed pictures and you know, I mean, just photographed and and the cinema, yes, the cinematography, cinematography is great. The lighting is beautiful. Uh, yeah, the blocking is is. I think that thirty after. Really, after uh, Dracula and Frankenstein, well, when it started with the brighter Frankenstein, just the the photography and stuff in, in these movies suddenly expanded. You know, what I mean, it, it took on a different. Well, I don't know. Look at the look at Werewolf of London. Look at the photography in it. No, I'm saying like in the later 30s, it took. Yeah, I, I just think there's a little different look. It, it's a little more depth to it than like the first Frankenstein and Dracula. You know what I mean? Those were two look more like they were stage plays. This one had a little. I thought this one had this. I thought this was exactly the same. Had oh, the same you? as a stage play. It reminded me of the early, of of the of you know Frankenstein and Dracula. It reminded me of those to a it, large degree. Uh, yeah, I yes. see it, but yes, yeah. more so than the later Universal. Oh, the forties one. Yeah, yeah the forties. Uh, those were different. Yeah. So right. The, the cinematographer was Charles J. Stumar. Yeah, he did. He also did uh, like seventy-five other movies that we probably know. <laughs> I don't know. He probably did. I know. <laughs> but hey, The Hunchback of Notre Dame or oh, Notre Dame? That's the one with Charles Lawton, right? Nineteen twenty-three. Yes. No, that's, no, no, that's not Lon Charles Chaney. Lawton. That's Lon Chaney. Yes. That's still pretty cool, though. Yes. It, yeah, that you said that was the same cinematographer? Is that what yes. we're talking? Yep. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, his yeah. list is long. Yeah, I knew he he <laughs> was in tons and tons. 1932, The Mummy? Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. I thought that was... For cinematography? Maybe it was the director. Yeah. He was some German cinematographer that came over. Who directed it? Carl, Carl Freund. Freund. Yes. Yep. yes. And he was a cinematographer, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah, Charles Stumer did the cinematography for the the mummy. For the mummy. Yes. I didn't realize that was so early, 1932. Right. Right in that same time period as Dracula, Frankenstein. Then and then when was uh, Bride of Frankenstein? 
32. No, 35. That's what I was thinking it was more. Was it 35? I think it was 35. Bride of Frankenstein. And then I think Son of Frankenstein came out. Well, I think 38. Uh, Werewolf of London was one of his last movies because he died in 35. Who? Oh, did he? Who? Stumer. Stumer. The cinematographer. The cinematographer. Huh? That could be. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fake news. Tar's on his fake news rant again. <laughs> Settle down there, Feather. Settle down. I wasn't going on a fake news rant. Yes, you did. You said I good. did not. You said, okay. You didn't believe him. <laughs> I didn't believe me either. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia. This could be all lies. No, Wikipedia. Are we done talking about Werewolf of London? Are we? That's why I we just want to I just I know. There could, Don't answer there my question with a question. Oh, I will. <laughs> will you? What, what was that? Oh, I might. <laughs> you think so? So who was the makeup artist, did you guys say? Jack Pierce. Yes, and he couldn't do the werewolf makeup like he wanted because Henry Hall didn't like it. It was too hairy. It's too hairy? Too hairy. Yeah. Well, it's funny when when you first see the werewolf and he looks up over those rocks. He looks like he looks <laughs> and like that's Eddie. That's not Mun- even the same werewolf. Though. He looks, I know, but he looks like Eddie Munster because he's got that widow's peak, that <laughs> yeah. huge widow's peak, and the eyebrows that and are kind eyebrows. of arched. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well. Oh yeah, that's yeah, and that's supposedly Warner Oland. Oh right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just like in the fight scene at the end in the in yeah. the in the lab, that was Warner Oland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The stunt the stunt <laughs> shots weren't too good. The stunt Oland. The stunt Olin. <laughs> no, well, I think those old ladies did their own stunts, though. I think they did, too. Get over here, you Swedish that, They were the best. Though. That's got to be better than bum fights. <laughs> they were good. They <laughs> were drunken, bum fights. Two drunken old ladies punching each other. That whole monologue that the one lady does, was it Mrs. Was As she's walking up the stairs? Oh, my God. Yes, that's yeah. Mrs. Wack. Mrs. Wack. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. That's, Wack. Her, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. And, it's and here's ti- your room. And here's your room. <laughs> and it's timed perfectly, yes. She timed it perfectly. That, that was just that, that was, was brilliant. Well, then she tells a whole different story to the the other lady when she misses Moncroft or yes. whatever. When she comes back and she's like, "He barely, he practically pushed me out of the room. Didn't yes. say anything. Punched <laughs> me in the midriff. Punched me in the midriff. Funny. We were talking too that this is uh, you know not like the the later um, Wolfman movie, the Oof. Universal. Well, this is more of a Jekyll and Hyde movie. Yeah, he's more becomes more of a base human he's, being. That, that animalistic human being as opposed to the animal, right. you know. Being aware of... Yes, being aware. Because he yeah. even speaks in this movie. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But and he wears clothes and he, he skulks. He, dress, he dresses before he goes out. And yeah. He, yeah, he does, and he goes after women. And he goes after women because, yes. because if you look at Henry, he's not very big. Because they're moist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> But he's always waiting for the women to get isolated. Like, you know, when the one, his, what is it, his wife that is playing hide yes. and seek? Waits yes. Until she's away from the dude and attacks her. And then the, in the, what is it, the zoo? Because he, he, he lures he the guy away. He lures away. the guy away so he can he's come after stalking him. and luring And how does he lure him away? Let's the wolf Let's out. Let's the wolf out. So the guy goes to investigate the wolf so he can get the girl. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, if you look at Henry, he's not a very big guy. So he's smart. He's picking on the, 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 person who's going to be least <laughs> so you're strong. saying he's the beta wolf he's more the beta wolf yeah i think that's what he's the master warner i think was he's the, the master alpha. beta wolf 
he became the masturbator after he masturbator, masturbator wolf. wolf after he killed Warner. Tangents, Owen. I that's, love him. That's how they got. The, that's how he got the condition. It condition. wasn't the flower. It was the other condition. Condition. It was being deflowered. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys. Okay. We're in we're in WTF. Are you sick We're in the big hole. Sorry. Let's get out of it. You had to go in there. East of the Mississippi. So anyway. WNSW. London. The the transition scenes for nineteen thirty five are, are oh, really good. Yeah, well the other thing I thought it was just weird how it had that, that science fiction undertone to it too, that little Futuristic things you don't normally see. The other one, Black Cat had them too. That little television viewer screens. Yes. And, and just that ultra modern. The lab sets were to die for. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> to die for. To die for. Oh, I loved them. They're awesome. Oh, simply wonderful. <laughs> but I put that beaker over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a beaker. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, with all the futuristic, <laughs> the, the futuristic uh, ray, you know, light ray, the, because they're trying to make the moon ray, yes, which yes. what is what reflected sunlight. Right? Yes, <laughs> but it does have a particular quality. So they were trying yes. to replicate Reflected that quality. Whatever. <laughs> you, did you Diluted just whatever? Sunlight. Yes, whatever. Diluted sunlight, whatever. But yeah, whatever. Werewolf of London. You ought to go check it out. I mean, if you haven't seen yes. it. It's well worth a look. It definitely is. It's a unique, universal movie. It is. It is a very unique, and like we said, precursor to Wolfman. So that's interesting in, into in itself. Uh, unto yes. itself. There you go. It was part of the Wolfman collection, by the way. Universal put out. That's right. That's what we watched it on. Yes. Yeah, that was just cool. It was a very good print. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I just like having them all together. You, you could always reference. That's right. All those. The one I don't have, though, is The Invisible Man. That's hard to find. That is hard to find, yes. You know what? The Invisible Man reminds me of Tar and Feather's Psycho Cinema, which is a internet TV show. Sensation? Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Oh, I thought it was because you were going to make a joke. Nobody's seen them either. <laughs> oh, man. Damn you. Oh, oh man. That stab deep, yeah. It's like. the Invisible Man. The joke was just hanging there. It was a joke. There. Yeah, I got it. It's just was, hanging there. I was playing along. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's tarandfeather.com. You can see movies that we talk about that we are in. Um, go yeah. there and, and check it out sometime. Yes. Uh, lots of good stuff there. I had to have a little bit of a commercial going on there, you know. And don't forget, you can uh, find us on Twitter. At uh, Unsane Radio or Radio Unsane, I'm not sure which. Yeah. It's a dichotomous situation. Yes. Un- and uh, un- if you un- want to write to us, it look, if you want to talk to us, and all you have to do is write us and send us an email to unsaneradio at gmail.com and tell us that you want to talk. We'll Skype with you. We're, we'll do it with anybody. We welcome people. <laughs> oh, we'll do it with anybody. We'll do it with anybody. <laughs> So just keep that in mind. Or if you have any suggestions, comments, or anything like that. Because here at the asylum, we like visitors. <laughs> we do like <laughs> visitors. Yeah. We don't get them often enough. And you may not leave, but you know, we do like visitors. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that Hotel California syndrome. It's not chalk therapy. It's talk therapy. <laughs> <laughs>
So, hey, that brings us to uh, the briefcase. We're going to kind of change it up this week. And we're going to only have a one crew member give their uh, brief synopsis of a favorite movie. So, I think this week it's Dr. Tar's turn. Take her away, Tar. All right. All right, my pick of the week is Degora the Space Monster. <laughs> this one's a 1964 Toho production uh, directed by Ishiro Honda. Um, had Actually, it starred an American actor, James Durham, Dunham, something along those lines. What is Anyway, he was an actor that actually spoke Japanese, so they actually starred him in a couple of movies, played him some other roles and stuff. Anyway, the movie's just, it's in the midst of all the Godzilla movies and stuff, and it's just this bizarre monster movie, standalone. And uh, when they brought over America, Americans, when they redubbed it, just kind of treated it as a space monster movie. But, well, in Japan, it was supposed to be a, a comedy also. So you've got that. But anyway, regardless of that, when I saw it, it was the AIP version and stuff, but the monster was just unique. It looked like a big jellyfish and just, it was different to me. And it would, it, I like the movie, just the color, the, the storyline's kind of bizarre, <laughs> but it's just, you have G-Men and diamond thieves and a monster that eats diamonds and carbon. <laughs> it's just great. It's just fun stuff. What can I say? And it's not a Godzilla movie. It's part of this whole other section of Toho giant monsters that, you don't hear too much about, but anyway, that's my pick of the week. All right, that sounds pretty good. I remember that movie. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! Oh, again. Episode 5. Professor Feather and the Midnight Gadfly. You've been listening to Unsane Radio. You can find us on the interwebs at unsaneradio.com. You can contact us at unsaneradio at gmail.com. What was that again? Unsaneradio at gmail.com. Oh, unsaneradio.com. Unsane radio at gmail.com. Unsane radio at gmail.com. Unsane radio at gmail.com. Unsane radio at gmail.com. Twitter. Unsane radio at gmail.com. radio Visit us at tarandfeather.com too. Psycho.